Hey everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. I was recently looking to buy a car and thought to myself, there has to be a better way. It's such a stressful process. That's when my friend told me about a new way to buy a car. It's called TrueCar.com. At TrueCar.com, you can actually see what others pay for the car you're looking for in your area so you know when you're getting a great price. Because at TrueCar.com, you get a savings certificate, and you just take that savings certificate to a TrueCar.com certified dealer so you don't need to worry about the hassle and anxiety of the old way to buy a car. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,000 off the MSRP. So seriously, if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free guaranteed savings, a hassle-free experience, and a true car certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Come on, save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. Say it now. Okay. It's the truth. What's up, guys? Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show, your favorite after show here every single week to cover Scandal. This week, it is Season 3, Episode 17, Flesh and Blood. It was a great episode. I'm super excited to be here with my gladiators. As always, my name is Emilinus Jr., and I'm joined here with... Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. And this week, we have a very special guest from one of my favorite radio stations, 102.3 KJLH in L.A., one of the top radio stations out here. Miss Tammy Mack is in the studio. Welcome, welcome. So you're a huge fan of Scandal, I've heard. I'm a fan of Scandal. Yes, I am. Well, we're very glad to have you. And she's going to be joining us in the conversation today. What did you guys think about this episode? I thought it was amazing. Um, I thought it was action-packed from beginning to end. I'm so stoked about the finale that's coming up. And I'm a little sad for it to end, but I think they're doing a great job pushing this season forward. What do we think? I thought it was a, I thought it was a great episode, and I love how they aligned it with... Uh, end, which we'll talk about, but next week's episode is basically the last 59 minutes before the bomb goes off. Yeah. So, of course, there's obviously going to be some kind of um, twist or something that happens at the very last minute, and then we're going to be going crazy all summer until mm-hmm. we go to season four. So I think it was strategically a brilliant way to end Scandal. Um, I felt like there was something about the pace that was slower, but not in a way that was boring. Like I was, I was there. I was present, but it was almost like the calm before the storm, which I love and hate in the best way. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Everybody was involved. That's what I really liked. Mm-hmm. We saw everybody kind of working and doing their own thing, and basically, you know, specializing in what they were chosen to do in the first place. So, 
for that reason, I thought it was well, well for that reason and many others. I thought it was a really good episode. I liked it. Tammy, what did you think? I love the musical choices this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Undisputed truth, James Brown. I mean, we're all over the place. Uh, no, I thought it. What episode of Scandal is not good though? I mean, just the fact you guys have it all planned out. How y'all gonna talk about it? But I, I love the sex scene. This. Tonight, oh. I love. I was like, "Get it, girl, in that garage." <laughs> he ripped them pantyhose. Out. I'm like, "Yes, honey." <laughs> Just getting straight to it. That I is mean, scandalous. That's now. That's how you name a show. Yes. I mean, we can't go to something else without talking about it since you brought I mean, it up. Rusty and lusty, right? Uh, rusty That's and lusty, say. but I mean, that was just nasty. Like, <laughs> no, can I say something? This show is making me be like, am I not an adult? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Like, I thought I was a grown woman. Yeah. And now I watch this show, and I literally was like, no, no, I can't. I was like, I can't. I can't. Like, I literally was a little kid where I had to watch, because you have to, right? Because you're like, all like, ooh. But then there was another part of me that was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is wrong. Like, this is wrong on so many levels. It's disgusting. There's a nature, there's a way that they were doing it that didn't even seem animalistic. It just seemed gross. But, but was it but was it gross only because it's Huck and Quinn? If it was Jake and Olivia? No, the, no but oh. think about it. I don't know like if it's Jake and no, Olivia. Let's, let's, no, if, if it was Finch and Olivia. If you parked no, your car and you somebody in the parking garage getting the draws, you would have a problem with it. You would, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Tammy brought up a good point. No, Tammy brought up a good point because Tammy literally just said, what if it was Fitz and Olivia and they were getting it on in the garage? Carry the that draws. thought. Uh, now, well, I'm serious. We would think it was sexy. We would think it was beautiful. I think because uh, Quinn and and and, and Huck, they're a little um, they into that freaky shit. Yeah. Let's well, be real. you know, we see them as lower level, <laughs> yeah. and this is the problem with scandal. You know, just because they're high powered people who make a lot of money and and they run the country, we have a certain sense about them. You know, as if they're. Their drama and scandal, if have it, is is different from someone else's scandal, and it's not. Yeah. It's the same thing when Fitz and Olivia have their scandalous rendezvous. It's no different than what we saw today in the garage. No, it's not. It's, it's not. not. Tammy, you're right. It's it's not. It's no different. The only the only thing is because we don't see we don't see Huck um, in a sexual way. He's kind of crazy. He and is so crazy. and therefore so we detach him having sexual feelings toward other people because he's crazy. I'm yeah. going to tell you Sophia, this is why you don't like Huck seeing Huck have sex cuz he looks a little like a pervert. Like he looks like the man at the park who's behind the tree looking for little girls. <laughs> yeah. That is that that is Huck. And to a certain extent, I think Huck has expressed himself like that. Like, he's described himself as a monster. Like, you don't give me something to love because I will devour it. Like, I'll kill it. Do you know what I mean? Not love it. And I think that even in the same point that they had to do a Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment where they were literally fighting and Mm -hmm. she's slapping and he's like, well, tell me what she's like. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. Yeah, there was a... 
there was a rawness to it, yes. However, I still feel like it was wrong because it was a little off. And primarily because up until a couple episodes, we did think of them more as siblings. Mm -hmm. And we did think of it more as a mentor relationship and not sexual. And yes, they're not related, but I feel like that's also, there's a, a certain aspect where it seems wrong that those two people are getting together, which was different than Cocaine Girl. True. Oh, Cocaine yeah. Girl okay. was a little bit different. You know what I mean? Something about him having sex with Quinn well, in a garage, in that manner. So thing. that's inappropriate, but the president and Olivia is not. Okay? Yeah, and I'll stand by that. <laughs> I know, I totally agree with I, you, but I stand by that. I think, honestly, <laughs> the only thing that bothered me with that is uh, Huck licking like the side of her uh, neck and face like it's a, some out. ice cream or some Lifesaver gummies. But also... Um, where is Charlie? Like, Charlie could be lurking around the corners, and they're just doing it all out in the open. But, like, you know, but I, I think we expected for Charlie to be somewhere, you know, like in a very Ike Turner way. He's somewhere looking so that he can go and, you know, he can kill. I think he was but I think, But I think it was smart that we were all thinking Charlie was going to do something, but it wasn't Charlie. You saw Mama Pope just tiptoe right across to the garage to go into OPA. So that was a good way from from a writer's perspective to the viewers to change things up because I think we I were all... Th- Char- we, I was yeah, looking for I, I him think, to pop I think we were totally... Yeah. Magicians. What is it called, magicians? It's like the prestige. It's like you go like this, but those trick's really over here. Mm-hmm. The Abra- yeah. Dabra. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. literally what they did. No, yeah. And he point spit is on her neck. Did you, that's what he did. He didn't lick <laughs> her neck. He did. I was half he, looking, he was half like, looking away. Ugh, and then licked it off. That's what he did. That's... You know what? Rewind that. We all have an idea that Hook is kind of creepy or that you know he is this this devious guy but Quinn when we started seeing Quinn when, when we started with Quinn did you think from then to now that she would be this person she's a totally different person she's not Lindsay Dwyer or whatever yeah. her last name was she's not Quinn she is a she, totally different person she's Robin who the hell is Robin Batman and Robin mm-hmm. gotcha yeah. mm-hmm. alright yeah. thank a you little sidekick. Yeah. but you know what and I, I, but the funny thing is that is an excellent point Camille and I think it actually is kind of endemic of the entire show right so even how she basically said that OPA and B613 are similar are the same thing there's moments when Olivia or any of them have to do dirty things where we sometimes feel bad for them. But you have to start to question, well, maybe they actually all were dirty to begin with, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't just randomly fall into OPA. Mm -hmm. You don't randomly fall into B613. There has to be something about you that even in the same point that how you're recruited or the fact that you didn't at least attempt to run, that you must like it. And just like you brought up, Literally, Quinn has blossomed. Like, we previously called her not nice names, and now Quinn is a gangster. Like, she's really come into her own in a way where she says what she wants, she gets what she wants, she does what she wants, and she has value, and she takes accountability for her actions. But I'll, I'll just jump on the other side of that, because... It appeared that Quinn's motive, the reason that she was there, was because Olivia was protecting her from of what you know of, of what happened and giving her their identity. So, in some ways, I'll disagree with you, Sophia, to say that um, that she came with a different intention and her purpose was different. She was there, I guess, for protection, and then we can argue that. But technically, they all are. But it's not a coincidence that they all have some 
underlaying mm. dirt to them. Mm. You, Abby, go ahead. When you Tammy. say that, Sophia. Yeah. You you make me think of uh, little Jerry's girlfriend. Mm. Like I think she will be amongst the next crew, which whichever crew that falls mm. into. Mm. You know, she's right in line to be a part of one of those organizations because mm. she, at a very early age, is already on board. I mean, come on, she's. You know, she's, she's already negotiating yeah. like Harvard, and then she yeah. ups the ante when she literally has mm-hmm. the golden. And we all in know hand. how she got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was very oral. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, there's no oh, other see, way she well, could have gotten grown up, that. No, I see. I think it's the exact opposite because it, 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 it was a. It, what, it, sorry, it, it's a condom. Yeah. So she yeah, had she to actually physically have sex with him. Oh, and she see, took I thought no. No, okay, I'm that's what she has. It. Yeah, no. And, I remember, thought she spit no, it in the bag. She said, "Because remember, she said, do you have a condom?'" She did. She did. Yeah. No, that that too. She did a little. Right. I got it. I'm my bad. But that also, that also, it um, it um, it contaminated. The specimen. Yes, right. Yes, it does. <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I can't do this. <laughs> Let's continue that conversation offline. But <laughs> well, see if you do it like. No, <laughs> But last episode, we had a cliffhanger scene, this bomb, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And this episode, we started with this scene where we have Jake in the office. We have Fitz in the office, Cyrus in the office, and all these different power players in the office, OPA, and they're trying to deal with the situation. And then it's awkward because two of them are Olivia's lovers. But before we do this, and I'm asking you out there in the Twitterverse, did they just skip over the fact that Jake choked her? And we can talk about that off. They course. did. They yeah, did. Okay. Because when they All opened right. up the scene, I was like, I saw Jake and I was like, is he going to acknowledge that? But no, they were talking about something completely yeah. different. I'm like, oh. I couldn't decide if we missed the first 30 seconds. No, okay. no we didn't. All right. No. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. She got choked out and, and <laughs> back to work. Back to work. Back to work. <laughs> this happens every day. <laughs> <laughs> we're gladiators. Okay. Back to work. Yeah. yeah. It did. Yeah. But we saw at that point. Everybody was in the office, right? Including the president and Cyrus. Yeah, right. everybody was. It was all hands on deck. Everybody was yelling at Olivia. This was the one time I was surprised that everybody was kind of saying the same thing, and she was the only one on the outside saying, "No, we don't need to dismantle B six thirteen. What are you doing? What are you doing?" And even up to the end, even up to the fact until Daddy came in office, she was still pro dismantle B613. I just, I like how one, we had the associates over there in the office and somebody says, is that the president? <laughs> <laughs> but when Jake talked about the quick tug on the zipper. Oh, oh yeah. That was funny. Oh, Jake. I was like, ooh. Right? Like, Jake is dirty. Jake but is, he's a snitch. At the same time, though, if she did that to me, but this is the first she time got Jake the good did wood. this. Yeah, she I agree. did get the good one. Jake did this before. Remember when they were at home mm-hmm. and she was on the couch talking on the phone to her boo and Jake in the background? Hey, do you want more wine? <laughs> Sir, Jake is a hater. Yeah. He is a hater. He, he, this is his thing. Because it wasn't relevant to the conversation. It wasn't. Right. It, it wasn't, wasn't relevant to the right. conversation. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but we have this scene and like everybody's against like her dismantling B613. My thing is, so they start working towards finding who Dominic is, but also they're trying to find Maya Pope still. How can nobody find Maya Pope when she is walking the streets just nat She's everywhere. They can't find her? 
she's not technically everywhere. We've only seen her once or twice where she's where she's walking. I'm down, just saying but, the scene the scene where he called her later, where he, Dominic is sitting in the chair and he's about to shoot him playing Russian roulette, and he calls her. She's just walking down the street like nothing's going on. She's walking into restaurants like nothing's going on. Okay, can I be a dork for a second? Yeah. Um, and I could be wrong, but my phone knows where I am at every moment in real time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, no, seriously. Like, I have a Samsung, and like I I like got it recently, and it literally told me where work was and where home was without me telling it because it was tracking my mm-hmm. movements. They don't need that much time to track someone. Also, That's my point. Also, you know in that I mean? scene, so, though, in that scene, they said, we need 10 more seconds. That's my point. 10 seconds passed by. 10 seconds passed. So th- that's the only aspect of the storyline I'm not really feeling. So I do kind of agree with you in terms of the fact that she's out there. They obviously must have been aware of some aspect of her previous dealing. So, for instance, I'm glad they brought in... They brought in Papa Pope, but think about it. They only brought in Papa Pope because of Dominic, and the president was the one who brought him in. Why was Olivia not thinking to themselves, let's bring in my dad? Who does she used to work for? Like, they didn't do a Maya Pope assessment, right? Maya Pope should have not been the client, but should have been the scandal earlier, and they should have tracked her. They should have done the little wall, the puzzle wall, and done that <laughs> instead of just kind of being like, do-do-do-do-do and waiting for there to be a bomb and they dismantle B-613 and then, also, and then have to call in her dad. And then also, just to also jump on uh, what you're saying, for for Maya, for Mama Pope not to know that you can text 111 to a bomb means that is she not is she not tech savvy? Does well, she no, she's been did. in jail for like twenty years. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did. She did. Yeah, but she I mean did. in terms of when she first asked. Okay. But I'm like she's been in jail okay. for you know, yeah. like twenty years. Yeah. She so. not use that gun though. No, I get what I get with um, what Emil is saying. She is just walking around any random Joe has seen Mama Pope. <laughs> Everybody has seen her. She got her hair done. Like, for real. No, she, she got real. her makeup. She got her makeup. Right. She got yeah. a new coat from North. Yeah, she is out yeah. here. Her she, heels, the let right. on point. Everybody has seen Mama Pope real talk. She so, walked in the garage past Hugging right. Quinn. Like, what's up, she y'all? She parked the car. She, Get it, she, girl. She <laughs> vehicle. Like, you know what I mean? She probably. So, at some point, somebody has seen Mama Pope. But, I mean, I guess for the sake of... The they show. didn't even have to use, like, the facial recognition. Just put a flyer up. Have you seen this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, they Starbucks. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I saw her. She's nice. She was in here getting her nails done. <laughs> right. Yeah. You want to leave? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, so they're dealing with that. They're trying to find that. But on top of that, we find out that a senator dies of a heart attack. And we see Sally's going to try to use that to her advantage. And also Fitz is, wants to use that to his advantage. But Olivia's saying, no, you have a hit on your head. You can't go anywhere of course, Fitz doesn't want to listen, but Olivia's telling him, no, you can't go anywhere. And they have this long debate, which we'll talk about later when we talk about the love square. Mm-hmm. But um, but we have this dynamic, and it's kind of bothering me how, once again, like, Fitz doesn't want to listen to anybody, but yet... L- Liv yeah, don't want to listen to nobody. But, no, but, he, but he did, though, because technically she was like, don't go anywhere. And he kind of was like, I'm not listening. But then Papa Pope backed up his daughter and he didn't just back up Olivia he said I'm going to back up my daughter on this one which is a little bit of a difference of a distinction between backing up Olivia so again with the whole family six together he put like weight on her comment and then Fitz goes okay so at first he really was going to adhere to that yeah but the dynamic between Papa Pope and Fitz was very interesting this episode too when Fitz tried to tell him you're doing this for your country 
but you're not commanding anymore. He said, no, I'm not doing it for my country. <laughs> I'm doing this to ruin the man's yeah. life and ruin mine. I feel like they were all throwing... I feel like they were all throwing daggers at each other <laughs> right? the whole entire all time the room. that they were in the room. And Liv, you know, even... When it was when Jake revealed what basically happened, you know, the night before, you know, Olivia is trying to be Olivia and she wants to try and control things. Yet she's giving the side eye because now she's looking at Fitz because now Fitz know and now she's looking at her dad. I mean, the whole dynamics of that room. And did you notice was, David's yeah. comment? David goes, "What? Yeah, <laughs> she got all her men in the room. Right, it's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think though about the scene where Olivia had to choose between her dad and Jake? I think that it was it was a pragmatic decision. At the end of the day, Jake has no information regarding Maya. Jake has no information v- regarding Dominique. Everything that has happened up until this time period predates Jake. What yeah. is he going to do? Or else, and I don't mean to be rude, she wouldn't have been able to lay it on him and him be so silly and foolish and then be able to take down B613 because she offered him some P-U-S-S-Y. Mm-hmm. But Jake did. Jake was very important. His role at the very end was important in revealing the information that needed to. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, Papa Pope was. Yes, Papa Pope was the one who was for that job. But I think because everyone's egos were were so involved in this that it did make sense for Olivia obviously to go with her dad. But you know. Jake is a, a very important piece of the puzzle as to how they got to the bomb being at the funeral. What do you think, Tammy? Do you think it was a bad decision, her choosing? Between Jake and her and father? Her father? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I feel like Olivia, she's she's longing for something from her dad. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, approval or if she has something to prove to him. But there, there's this daughter, you know, father-daughter mm-hmm. relationship that... That means something to her, and she's trying to get to the bottom of something. But all in all, she's kind of got a jacked up childhood, don't you think? Like, she's got a a dad who's killing people, a mama who's killing people. Like, how do you grow up? And, you know, this, we might as well call this uh, Boys in the Hood. You know, I mean, she's she's got all, my mama and her daddy are killers. That's gangster. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, the irony is something that you just said sparked something in my head. You said both her mom and her dad are killers ironically, somehow, she turned out the exact opposite, right? Because there's a softness to her, right? There's a lack of that killer instinct in some scenarios, but even in this one. So, for instance, wouldn't it have been great if she told them both to shut up and sit down? Mm. No, but seriously, right? So, literally, I've dismantled B613. The world is going to end, right? So, to Jake, your world is about to end. And Papa Pope, Maya, is about to escape. And that's the only thing that you want. That's, like, your sole purpose in living. So, you actually need me. So, sit down and shut up. There's a certain aspect of that killer instinct that in this dynamic of what it has to do with her life and her emotions... She's not that killer instinct. And I think then she, she has it when she doesn't feel like having it, or when she does, because she has no problem when stuff has to get done, telling Huck to do something dirty, or telling Quinn or anybody Absolutely. else to do something dirty. Yeah, so she, she has it. She has it, and she doesn't have it when it's convenient for her. It's in there. It may not be her hands on actually pulling the trigger or stabbing somebody, but Olivia has it. She mm-hmm. loses Absolutely. no sleep when she needs to get information. Before when she was telling Huck, Huck, just do a little bit, get the information, and come back. Okay, she had no problem doing that. She <laughs> and as far as Jake, I mean, she doesn't love Jake. You know what I'm saying? Fitz is her man. You know, fit the grand. So she probably could have cared less about 
what was going to happen with Jake anyway. I think she cares, but not... I think she cares 80%. She cares, but, but let's, let's, let's balance out who she cares about. You mm-hmm. said 80%, but who does it. she care about 100? <laughs> Keep it I 100. think we all know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and so when, when, the, when the bottom line comes, <laughs> she's going to do what it takes to save not only the president, but her man. That's her man. We're going to dissect the whole love square in one second. But before we get into that, we can't leave this topic without talking about the final scene, kind of. When Fitz goes to Ohio because he's finding out that he's losing votes, he goes to Ohio. And the scene that happened on there with Melly, I was just cracking up because Melly's sitting there and when Cyrus leans over, he's like, are you drunk? <laughs> and hands her a mini Altoid. <laughs> like the minis. He was like, you know what? No, no, no. But the look that she <laughs> made when she passes up, she's like, <laughs> like, no, I don't even want that. And then when no, Olivia... Like a person. Like, when a drunk yes, person, she's like, I got exactly. drunk. Right? <laughs> but then when Olivia shows up and sits down... <laughs> And then, like, Olivia's trying to tell tell Fitz what's going on. And they're, like, talking back and forth. She's like, I wish we'd just go off. So I'm to sit between you. <laughs> She's like, I just wish we just all just die. Just die. So I don't have to hear y'all. Just die. That whole scene was just, I don't know. And that, then, was, that was my favorite. It that was, was like, favorite. I love seeing when this show, because it has so many tense moments when they find moments to put humor in there like the scene a couple weeks ago when Olivia was just cracking up laughing because she found what she call it murderer's row like scenes like that I just want to laugh too because I love this show but it's hard when you're always doing like such tense things tense 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 go 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 um but enough about that we have so much more to talk about about that we'll continue that offline but we're gonna get into the love square but I just want to say thank you so much guys for joining us on iTunes and YouTube every week we really do appreciate it um just overwhelmed with the comments, the likes. Just make sure you keep sharing, telling people about it. We have the season finale coming, and there's still a whole new wave of people that are going to come over the summer who've never seen the show. So make sure you're talking about After Buzz and say, hey, I love the Gladiators over After Buzz. I love Sophia and Bam and Cornelia and Emil. Like, they're, they're my favorite. I love to watch them and listen to them next day. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you guys say, um, just let them know how cool we are. And, you know, we're like a, a family. We're your extended family here in studio. And we just like when you join the conversation with us, um, even if you're not actually tweeting us or leaving a comment, we still feel like you're here with us. And to all of our live fans right now who are watching, thank you so much for supporting us every week. Um, make sure you tweet Tammy Mac at Miss Tammy Mac, M-S-T-A-M-M-I. MAC so she can see your gladiator love. We really do appreciate it. Especially we know most of you are East Coast fans. So yeah. it's like 2.30 in the morning over right. there. Almost 3. Yeah. So thank you so much for staying up and watching us. But let's uh, get to the love square. We call it the love square now. I think Sophia just pinned that name because it's not even a triangle anymore. It's like a messy square or I need to go back to geometry to figure out some weird shape to figure out what this is. A rhombus or something. Like. It's an orgy. <laughs> right? Let's just all get together. Marry everybody. Because we have so many so many relationships in this show that are just getting so tangled. So we had from the beginning, we saw the dynamic. We briefly touched on it with Olivia, Jake, and Fitz that we have now. And Jake is just salty. But Olivia calls Jake and I just rolled my eyes immediately when she called him because I'm like, what are you calling him for? Like, what they say? <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Right. <laughs> like, right. what are you calling him for? And then, like, she calls. And I don't, I don't know if we get mad at Fitz when mm-hmm. uh, Fitz wants the best of both worlds. Fitz wants Melly to be 
on her own and not have anybody. And she, he is mad that she has Andrew, but he wants to have Olivia, but have Millie be single or not with him. Well, you know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. But then Olivia kind of does the same thing. Olivia wants Fitz and she has him at certain moments, but then sometimes she wants Jake, but she only wants it. Like you said, it's a convenience thing with that situation too. Can you blame her? Can you blame him? Expand on that. Meaning, if you have if you have the love of your life who is married, he's the president of the United States, and so he can't always be there for you and give you all certain things, but you have somebody who you like and who's like a baby him and he has a lot of good qualities, you want to keep that person around because you're not able to get to your number one dude all the time. It's the same thing as as the world that we live in with side chicks and, and everything else. It's the same thing. <laughs> Jake is kind of like a baby, side dude. A baby. What you call him? A baby chick? A baby no, Fitz. A ba- baby Fitz. Oh, a baby Fitz. <laughs> Jake is like a side dude. Yeah. He is, well, I mean, because he's like the guy, you know, he, he keeps coming back whenever Olivia calls. He answered the phone first ring. She was like, I don't know why I'm calling you. <laughs> he's still talking like, yeah, because you knew, you know, I gave you that good. You know, so he knows. Yeah. He knows this is his position and he's sitting in it, but. What's going to happen if both of them go away? What's going to happen with her? Because you can't keep doing this. She can't keep doing this. At some point, she has to draw the line but in the sand. in her mind, Jake is not going anywhere. So she's going to ride it out until the wheels fall off. Wait, she's going to ride it out? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Because, <laughs> I mean, she riding dirty. <laughs> she riding dirty. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> come on, ride that Email thing. Email all broken up, girl. Ride it. Oh, come on, ride that Damn thing. It. Well, you better get him, Miss Sammy, man. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I completely understand where you're coming from, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's just, we, I can't, I don't feel like I can say anything about Fitz anymore because Olivia does the same thing. Neither one, nobody can give 100%, so she can't get 100% from Fitz. She can't give 100% to Jake, so she just needs to be giving 100% to herself. Fix herself well, before okay. she tries to get into something with somebody else. So, And I'm not saying she can't like have casual relationships, but don't just be stringing people along. Stringing, she's not stringing him along. Because, she is stringing no, him along. No, she's not stringing him along because she said, I love Fitz. What the hell else does she need to say? Yeah, like, I love Fitz, but, you know, we are, bo- we are pretend boyfriend and girlfriend, so when I call you over... <laughs> And say, you know, let's have some wine and some popcorn. I don't mean wine and popcorn. Then let's get it. But don't don't get it twisted. Fitz is the man who I love 100%. I, I, I agree with Bam, and I'm going to take it one step further. Because for me, what kind of sucker punched me a little bit was when she said, I did feel something. But it felt like and betrayal. I felt like betrayal. So I feel as if... This is going to sound weird, but in that moment, Olivia was the most honest she's been in a while. So she really was like, yeah, she was like, I, I love Fitz. Like, that's is my that's my man. Like, there's no question. If I could be with him, I would be with him. There would be no need to have anyone on the side, anything. It would just be me and him in Vermont. However, that's not a reality. Therefore, you were my pretend boyfriend, and maybe it's not so pretend, but that bothers me because... There actually is an honor to Fitz and Olivia's relationship. And I know I'm going to get crap for this. But, and again, I think it was very in the beginning of season two when they went to go look at the the original Constitution where I said in that moment I felt like they got married. Remember? Like, there was almost a moment when they were committing to their relationship and they decided, like, they're in it 
they're going to ride, like, they're going to ride it the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. She respects that relationship, regardless of whether or not he's married. And I think for her, there was a difference between before, it really was just casual sex, which is very different than having an emotional connection, which is the same <clears throat> thing with Melly, why Melly hates Olivia. Melly wouldn't hate her if it was just casual sex. Mm-hmm. She can get over that. She hates Olivia because Fitz loves her. Fitz would die for her. Fitz breathes for her. That's the problem. Olivia is afraid of breathing for someone else because then that would mean that their relationship, i.e. Olitz, would have to die. Now, there was something after, though. After Olivia said she felt it felt like betrayal, Jake said, well, I think that it felt like the first step. <laughs> Do you think Olivia is going to take that to heart and think about that? Because after that, she's like, okay, goodbye, Jacob. <laughs> like, like, do you think she's going to think about that? Like, is that really the first step? Or is she just going to try to brush it off and be like, oh, Fitz, Vermont? I don't, I don't even know what she meant by that. What, what he meant by that. That's the first step. I think, I think he's saying, like, you know, that's the first step. Like, okay, it felt like betrayal, but maybe it's not betrayal. Maybe it's you need to get away from yeah. this and come on over to the Goodwood. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Exactly. But seriously, That's though. Exactly, I totally agree. Seriously, because it's like, he's saying, I'm available. Okay, yeah. so you, let's, let's put it together. You dismantle B613, so mm-hmm. essentially you're saving me, mm-hmm. so I'm available. You want to be saved. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say? Don't save uh, her. She it. don't want to be saved. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. like, I'm available now. Fitz isn't available. He's still married. Like, you're not going to be able to have that. If he's going to go into another four years, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Wait another four years for him, potentially, so he's out of the office and there can be some breakup and then finally you can get with him? Like, Absolutely. Um, when you when you lay all the cards out on the table and let the, the the man, woman, whoever, if you lay it out on the table and you let them know that this is an option, especially when she already says that she loves Fitz, that was the dumbest thing he could ever did because now that she knows that you that that she has you, now she can really lay back and figure out, okay, this is how he feels. Oh, I got his ass. And now she can really play him or do what she wants to do while she's trying to wait for Fitz to see if he wins this election because she's got him in the back of the pocket. <laughs> That's an excellent point, man. So, like, I, I no. don't, I, yeah. <laughs> Get me side, okay. side game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. Stay out of my business. Side chick 101. <laughs> if you want lessons, make sure you contact Bam on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, let's move into the next dynamic. We had an amazing scene. Now, I don't know if she's your favorite character, but recently, Melly has been my yeah, favorite Melly. character by far. And we had this amazing scene between Melly and Olivia this episode. And I feel like whenever Olivia has the opportunity to step to Melly and, like, try to put her in check, even though we have, in these last episodes, kind of seen the old Olivia coming back, um, it's even more apparent in this instance because it's not just old Olivia, but it's like, okay, you can't try to say this because you had an affair and you can't try to keep it a secret forever. And she's like just going in on her. She's like, yes, you can't say nothing, bitch. You can't say nothing. Like she's just going in on it. But we know like the backstory behind it. And it was hard seeing Miller like that. But it's also, I love when Bellamy Young plays drunk. She's just freaking brilliant. It's awesome. But it. It was a hard scene to watch knowing what she's going through with Big Jerry and she finally just breaks down and slips and says Big Jerry. And then we have this intense scene between her and Olivia saying you can't tell anybody. So where do you think it's going to go from here? I don't think Olivia's going to say anything. I still don't because 
when Melly said, you owe me for this, back to the whole owing thing. We know we saw this last week when Melly was saying, you know, you took everything from me. She's When she said that to Olivia, I think now Olivia feels obligated to keep her secret. And I don't think she's going to be the one to tell. I still have a feeling that Andrew's going to tell. But whatever, we'll say that for predictions. But mm. I... My only concern or question is, she didn't say what happened with Big Jerry. She didn't. She just mentioned Big Jerry. So as far as Olivia knows, it could be an affair. It could have been, you know, they were sleeping around. It could have been a, whole, a totally different dynamic. I'm waiting for the moment when Melly finally tells everybody what's happening because this drinking, all of this stuff, it's not just because of Andrew. This right. is weighing her down. You cannot carry this cross. And she said, I've been carrying this cross for 15 years. You cannot carry that that long and just think everything is just going to get along just fine. She needs to say something. And I was hoping that she would have said it when she was when Olivia was coming at her like that because at what other point are you going to say it then, Melly? She had the opportunity with Fitz and they were arguing. She had the opportunity now. Is she gonna take it to the grave? She needs to say it. Well But that's not for you or for that's not for us to say. She she'll say it when she's ready. I mean, she's uh like like um like Olivia said you're acting like an idiot, but you're not an idiot, and you're also what was the you're other never word? Reckless. You're and, never and, reckless, and, yeah. and you're never reckless. So you know, game recognized game. She did acknowledge that you know they had moments in in the conversation where they were throwing rocks at each other, and then they were also throwing compliments at each other. And I don't think that what sorry, it wasn't a compliment. It was actually a disguise insult. It was basically saying you did this on purpose, like. That's oh, okay. how she knew. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? She's basically saying, like, only an idiot would be so reckless to think that in this day and age, someone wouldn't sell you out. That you, the first lady, are asking for a paternity test. You, Melly Grant, are not stupid. You, Melly Grant, are not reckless. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the thing speaks for itself. You did it on purpose. And that's when she basically says, yeah, I wanted him to burn. I need him to burn. Like, he's taking everything from me. And I actually want to agree with a certain aspect of what Camelia was saying. However, I think in terms of Olivia not knowing how Jerry fits into it, however, notice how Olivia basically completely amped up, right? Even how she was like, I'm not in the mood. Like, she went there, but then the way she pulled back when Jerry's name came up, she went into that doe-eyed, even her shoulders, like, relaxed, like, like, wait, what? Not like, what? Right? To the point where she was like, no, no, no. Again, I know Melly, and I know that for her, for there to be something to do with Jerry, it's bad. Because, again, just like you're saying, for Melly to be walking around drunk, even that earlier scene with a coffee cup when she was like, I'll stand by my man. She's drunk there, too. <laughs> this is very unlike Melly. Think about it. The only other time we've seen Melly drunk was... When she thought that Olivia was going to die in that mm-hmm. bomb threat. And what did she say again? She was like, I didn't want her to die because she would then be your martyr. Again, it's very unlike her character, and I think that of all people, Olivia would know that. And even the way she touched Olivia's face, kind of, because she was like, you can't tell anyone. There was an intensity to it, but the intensity was more like, there was a moment, even if it was for 30 seconds, that you were my friend, right? To touch someone's face like that is very intimate. And then she kind of pulled back, like, I can't believe I was being that vulnerable with you. And she kind of scampered off. I think that Olivia felt that. So I think that Olivia knows... It's not something sordid. It's something bad. Hmm. All 
right. You because you explained it well, but I was thinking the same thing when that came up because in the previous episodes, just from what we've seen in the public, they were looking a little close and flirtatious, and like it was more than just this is Big Jerry and this is Melly. It was like if that paternity test, like you know, Melly got a paternity test, and then she mentioned Big Jerry. And you thought about those previous scenarios, like, oh, well, maybe, but... What did you guys think about how it all just went away? What do you mean? Too easy. I thought that I, the, I thought it was too easy as to how they traded the hair. I, I felt that was too easy, uh, especially for... But, I, was but gonna, I, I agree with you, it was too easy, but, like, I think you said it, Keneally, I don't think it's over, though, because depending on how next episode plays out, and maybe I'll... No, I can't take it. Depending on how next episode plays out, I don't know if you guys saw in the previews, though, but there was, like, a handshake between Sally and Andrew that looked like it was more than just, oh, hi, nice to see you, VP. Watch the preview back and see if you see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, and I, I don't know why, unless I'm having a, a brain meld moment. How did they get um, Fitz's DNA? They, they did. didn't. They didn't. They, oh, they, used, okay. they used Dominic's hair. Yeah. No, 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 no. But how, how was Leo going to get... The president's DNA. No, because uh, because Papa Pope did something oh, and, yes, and, and, and fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's supposed good. to be working Thank with you. them. I get it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was like confused. Which I thought was <laughs> cool how that was a great dynamic of how Papa Pope let Liv know that information. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what do we think about the finally finding out the... I mean, we already had a clue about the dynamic between Papa Pope and Mama Pope. But we finally got the inside scoop that Dominic is the reason why they got together. It was kind of staged so she could get information. And it was hard to see how, even though they're not similar, but how similar uh, Mama Pope and Olivia actually are. And I think that was hard for Olivia to see a little bit of herself in her mom as well. She's She has a lot of, of her mom and dad in her. But actually, but Emil, um, kind of expand on that for me. Okay, for example, um, when... When Papa Pope was talking, that's weird calling him that. When yeah. Eli or Rome, whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. him, I keep saying okay. it. But when he was calling um, or telling Olivia, you know, this is the truth. This is who Dominic is. Dominic is the only man that your mother ever loved. Uh, he's the reason why your mother married me. Oh. And then he said, so he could, so she could extract information for his purposes. And then if you think about it, Olivia did the same thing to Jake. Even though she got the good wood, mm-hmm. she extracted information or did what she had to do to take down B613. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, she's already like her mother. And then um, there was something else that came up in the episode. I should have wrote it down. But something else that came up in the episode where there were similarities between her mom. And it's just, I know for Olivia, even though she's not necessarily a killer or a terrorist or anything like that, I'm sure it was hard in that moment. Yeah. And then knowing that a part of her does love Jake, mm-hmm. like just seeing what she's doing, she doesn't want to fall down the same path. And then that part where she said, um, she was talking about how, uh, Mama Pope doesn't love anyone. She can't love anyone. She doesn't have a place in her heart. And I think Olivia is starting to maybe feel that she's going down the same path, not the exact same path, but in a way she's going to end up in the same destination as her mother if she keeps doing what she's doing. Excellent point. And I think that may be why she called Jake. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that whole revelation for her, because it was, if if you looked at her, she, even when she was looking at the dynamics between her mother and father in that room, it was kind of like, oh, my God. It was almost as if she was staring in the mirror, and you can see the look on her face was like, oh, no, this this cannot be me. Yeah. And and I just think that that may have been a reason for her making that phone call to Jake saying, look, I know who I love. I love, you know, I love Fitz, and this has got to stop. 
Or, or was it also saying, I have to remove myself from the one that I love because if it comes down to it, I don't want to have to sacrifice him. So you know when like you walk away from someone out of like kind of mm-hmm. for their own safety. Is that kind of what you're saying? No, okay. I don't think she loves. I don't. I don't think she loves. Jake. No, I mean Fitz. Oh, so that's why Fitz. Fitz. So that's kind of why she's actually turning to Jake. Like, i.e., she's she's choosing to not be with Fitz and love him because then that means that he might have to be sacrificed. So she's basically choosing to go with the one that she doesn't love because if it means that I'm gonna like I might have to choose to sacrifice someone that I love without even batting an eyelash, then maybe I need to remove myself from the situation. Well, see, I I think different from that because mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I understand, Bam, you were saying that that phone call was about, okay, let me see how much I got him, mm-hmm. and now I got him in the palm of my hands. He knows I love Fitz, and now he's up for grabs. But I, I think that she, I think that there was some self-revelation, um, some epiphanies going on in her mind. I don't think that phone call was about making Jake, Jake her man. I think it was more about her, it was more about her than it was about Jake. I think it was about let me stop this game now before I end up down the same path as my mother and father. She, she was with, she was married to one man and loved another, loved another man. Mm-hmm. And Fitz is married to a woman and loves another woman. It's all Chrissy Crossy. And, and I guess what I'm saying about Olivia is that in that moment, that phone call, I believe that she was honestly trying to remove herself from playing games with Jake. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that. Let us know what you think on um, on Twitter. Tweet us and um, let us know what you think about that because I think we can really go into detail about that. So, did you notice the symmetry between the dialogue or the the slight mono, uh, monologue that uh, that Rowan had to Melly? It was very similar, right? Basically, he was like, "Do you know what it's like, basically, mm-hmm. to have your whole life be a lie, right? To love someone because he's basically saying that he loved Maya." Right? And that she didn't really love him and there was mm-hmm. someone else, which is analogous to Melly and Fitz and Olivia. Yeah. And so, therefore, that's why it was not necessarily easy, but that's why he wanted to kill Dominic. But Again, he, yeah. just like Melly wants to burn down Fitz and Olivia. The only reason he does, she doesn't want to kill Olivia is because she doesn't want to make her a martyr. But that's why she wants to kill or burn down Fitz. Yeah, it was definitely the same. He was going down the path of Dominic took everything from me. Melly went down the path of you, you know, you owe me for this yeah. last week again. Like I said, she, we saw the fits and you take everything from me. So they're yeah. definitely, it was definitely the similar yeah. conversation. Yeah. It was the same monologue. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. <sighs> Olivia had to deal with a lot this episode, yeah. but you know who didn't? Harrison. Harrison had his two minutes. Do you, <laughs> did you guys think Harrison was dead this episode? Because I thought I was leading yeah. towards I that. Did. I literally looked at Bam like five times. <laughs> um, Tammy, and Bam, do you think he's going to die? Bam kills off Harrison <laughs> every, oh, week. Every, every episode. Yeah. Every week. As much as I was like, as much as I have predicted that he's going to die soon and leave the show, um, <laughs> I get, did he, not think that. closer every, I did, yeah. every episode. I still didn't think that that was his moment. Hmm. I didn't think that was his moment for him to, to go. So there's room. I did. But I didn't think that was the moment. I thought the pictures was going to be pictures of him, like, mm-hmm. reminiscing his childhood. and with like, an Easter suit on. Yeah. And her, you know, like, yeah, say goodbye, boom. And that was it. I thought it was over for Harrison. I did. Well... Maybe next episode. Uh, yeah. I think Damn. maybe next episode, honestly. Especially with... All right, well, 
maybe next episode. <laughs> I think so for real. But um, I'm trying to think. There was one more thing. We that... found out where the bomb really was. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the bomb is actually under the church where the funeral is taking place, and we can't leave without talking about Cyrus' dirty old ass. Like what in the oh, world? That was brilliant. Cyrus oh, the is whole dirty. Thing was brilliant. They're all dirty. Oh my god. Oh, gosh. it's wonderful. And it's, I, I don't expect anything less from him, but just the way, smiling faces, like, just the way he did it, though. He's like, wait, oh, wait, 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 Ethan? But you, I'm going to I'm gonna defend Cyrus just for a moment. Cyrus has been off his game, and he's never been able to get Sally the way he wants to get Sally. And he has the perfect opportunity to finally nail her into the coffin. Literally. And so, yeah. Literally. So... What better chance to do it? His, you know, James used to always say, you know, your other husband. Like, Fitz, he's married to Fitz. And he's going to do anything by any means necessary to get him into um, to the office for uh, his second election. So, I... I but I think that Sally thing was personal because if Sally would have never called fit, I mean Cyrus. Oh in the no, first it's, place, it's absolutely Daniel, personal. She wouldn't. They wouldn't even be in this situation. Forget Fitz mm-hmm. in winning the election. If you kill Sally, she won't be on the ticket. It'll automatically go to Fitz because resting his, you know, his rep- reputation is now in mm-hmm. shambles. Mm-hmm. If Sally would have never called uh, Cyrus when she stabbed Daniel Douglas in the back. This whole little circle would have never happened, and James possibly would still be alive. Still be alive. Mm-hmm. So for him, I don't even think he was thinking about uh, Fitz. I totally think it was just revenge. You shouldn't have called me, and you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Maybe a two for one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and and a hundred for one because the funeral was packed. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna die. Um, what well, what do you guys think about? Are we gonna discuss? Um, no. All right. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> Don't leave us okay. hanging. Yeah. Just tell us what we were going to discuss. Pop a poke. <laughs> we did. Oh, what we did. What about, uh, about Why is there something him that's missing? Shot? About him being shot? Mama oh. Pope oh, did yeah. she shoot him? I don't know what happened. That was okay. just blood all over the place. Oh, he just, yeah. I, I, oh, that's horrible. I mean, she did something. She did something to him, but... I'll, I'll talk about them predictions because yeah. that was whack. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come back to yeah. that. Um, but it was a great episode overall. I loved it. I'm excited and sad at the same time for next week but i can't wait but we want to talk to you tammy mac oh. about what's going on in your life um <laughs> if you don't live in la 102.3 um i remember i found that radio station when i first moved out here because i've always loved like neo soul that's one of the only stations that plays music soul child and like the oldies and the good stuff the good stuff um and they don't play the same thing over and over again like a lot of LA. I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta has great music, and the stations don't play everything over and over and over again like they do out here. So this is one of the only stations that plays music. We're radio that, free. We play a variety. Yes, yeah. a variety yeah. of music, which is what radio should be. But you have your show, Mac and Amici. How long have you had that show? Uh, we've been doing our afternoon show for four years now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who would you say is your favorite guest on that show? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it would be way too hard to. I don't know. <laughs> is there is there a wish list for a guest that you would like to come in and? Stevie Wonder is my favorite guest on my show. Okay. <laughs> That's a good answer, right? Great answer. That's a great answer. For those who don't know, Stevie Wonder owns the radio station. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he would be my favorite guest. Okay. Is there a guest that you would like to have that you guys haven't had yet? Um. I'd like to have you all one day. Oh, we will be down. <laughs> <laughs> Bring us. Where and when. We will be there. 
get you guys in there. You're fun, especially to talk about, you know, different shows that come out. That would be cool. We would love to be. Thank you. Uh, Let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta right quick. Exactly. (laughs) So, Tammy, how did you get started in radio? Was that something that you always planned to do, or did it kind of just, was it something that you just slipped up on, or was it intentional? How how was that? Um, I've been in radio since I was in the sixth grade. Back in Houston, Texas, which is my hometown, Texas Southern University had a radio station called KTSU, and they, they had a show every Saturday called Kids Jam. And on Kids Jam, they would let kids of all ages come and program their own show for an hour. And I did that all the way um, through high school. But I wanted to quit after the first year because I was just answering phones for the first year. <laughs> and I told my dad, I was like, hey, I don't want to go back there. They kept me answering phones. I'm never on the radio. I don't get to spin the records. And he was like, well, look, boo, look. Now, maybe one day you answer the phone and you put your acting skills on. This is how you do your acting thing. You answer the phone and then you pretend like you the DJ and it's going to play the song. And then what if the song comes on? They're going to thank you. Just try it one day. And I went back and tried it, and the DJ really did play the song that came on. And I was like, well, my daddy was right, but he was full of bull. But, he was, <laughs> but it worked, and it made me stay there uh, long enough. And I, I, and I did it all through um, high school, and then by the time I got to college, I was working you know, full-time on a, a morning show, and then I did the Ricky Smiley morning show. Oh, wow. Well, it was actually the home team, because back mm-hmm. then he, he didn't have his own show. We were a part of the show together. And then we got fired. And I moved to L.A. to be an actress. And I was going to say, um, you said your dad told you to to pretend acting. You actually have a, a degree in, in uh, theater arts. I do. And, and so I want to just discuss acting with you because... Oh, you supposed to get deep on me? I don't remember none of that stuff. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. Go ahead. It's okay. Well, well thank you. Um, You've been in some. Uh, you've been in some uh, film and uh, TV that um, that I've watched you on. I saw you in Twenty Four Hour Love, uh, directed by my friend Fred uh, Thomas. Yes. How was that experience? I love working with Fred uh-huh. Thomas. First of all, yeah. uh, it's a Don B. Welch um, movie called mm-hmm. Twenty Four Hour Love, and I uh, it starred oh gosh Lynn Whitfield, um, Tatiana Lee, Tatiana Chico Lee, yeah. Chico Benjamin, uh, Eva, I, I can't Marcel, Marcel, thank mm-hmm. you. And uh, Angel Conwell from from Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people remember her from Soul Plane. That's mm-hmm. what I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, Angie. Yeah. And um, so that was fabulous. And Fred Thomas mm-hmm. has directed. I have a web series out now called mm-hmm. Bag Lady mm-hmm. on my YouTube channel, which is Tammy Mac TV. And Fred Thomas directed my web series mm-hmm. for Bag Lady. So those are going really well right now. And I love I, I love every bit of acting. So explain to us a little bit more about Bag Lady, Bag, the yeah. web series. Mm-hmm. Bag Lady, the web series is actually a spin off of my one-woman show that I'm going to do here in Los Angeles, May the 2nd through the 11th, and we've sold out of five shows already. Wow. wow. I'm tripping. I'm like, oh my God, I better, I better have some good stuff for these people to see. <laughs> um, but um, I'm really excited about it because it's actually... I wore my I dropped my bags T-shirt today <laughs> because I figure Olivia Pope got a few bags she needs to drop right like that Prada white Prada today. Sorry. <laughs> my bad, my bad. And, and apparently her mama got some bags <laughs> right. she needs to drop. Like everybody on the show got bags they need to drop. And uh and and so bag lady is basically it's about the baggage that women carry mm-hmm. from relationship to relationship to relationship because it's something in their past that they haven't dealt with or it's something that's that that has bothered them or or that's in the subconscious of their minds from when they were a child 
that has bothered them. And now Olivia talked about when she was a child, how her her mother used to take her to the park, mm-hmm. and they used to sit down, and she would see this random man chit-chatting, and they were laughing with her mom, and they were holding hands, and that's when she realized as an adult, wow, mm-hmm. my mom really loved him. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's those things that when you become an adult, you realize that there are little things from your past that subconsciously play in your mind and you just can't really figure it out because you don't know what it means. And so Bag Lady, the one woman show is about that. They're all true personal stories. Some mine, well, most mine, some my friends, um, about the men that we were involved with. But the, the truth of the whole Bag Lady is, is that it's not about bad men. So, Emil... Bam, this is not a male bashing play. <laughs> it's about women who make bad decisions. Because you can get a bad man, but after you get him, why do you end up with another one? And another one. And another one. At some point, there's a common denominator that you got to take a look at, and that common denominator is you. Hmm. And so that's what Bag Lady is about. It's about search sifting through all of those bags to find out, to get to the bottom of it and find out what the hell is wrong with me that I keep choosing all these crazy ass men, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's really what Bag Lady is about. And then the web series um, is a spinoff of that. So none of the stories are the same as, the, as the, the one woman show. They're all different. And I actually played the Bag Lady in the web series, but all of the stories are someone else's stories that I wrote. Um, there are my stories that I wrote and then some friend stories that I wrote, but other actors play the part. I just play like the Yoda of relationships. So mm-hmm. I come in and I say, girl, you don't want to do that. You know? <laughs> and then uh, obviously they don't listen and we see what happens to them and what, what the bag, how the bags play a part in, in their life. And where again can people find that? The web series, Bag Lady? Um, the web series is on Tammy Mac TV, which okay. is on YouTube. Okay. Or you can go to my website, TammyMac.com, T-A-M-M-I-M-A-C.com. And there are still tickets available if you're on the West Coast for Bag Lady, the play. Um, I'm excited because we just had the um, AIDS Health Foundation ask, uh, buy out a whole night. Wow. Uh, wow. So um, the the play tackles a lot of different topics because they're all my true stories. So. Where is it taking place? Stage fifty two in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, so we'll do we'll do a Friday Saturday sun, two shows on Sunday. Friday Saturday two shows on mm-hmm. Sunday. And Iona Morris is um, is my our director. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that off Sunset? No, it's on Washington and off can La Brea. I, can I be yeah. a dork? I knew that. You wonder why I knew that? What? Because I see your billboard. about the show because most people um, aren't familiar with one person shows mm-hmm. and you think that like a lot of people think that they're like oh girl I know you're going to be tearing it up on stage you're going to be have us cracking up and it's so like it's going to be a roller coaster like you'll be laughing and all of a sudden you'll be like <laughs> I know I'm not going to do that um, and that, that happened intentionally because the way I started the show is my girlfriend and I, we were on a flight from L.A. to Houston, and we were kind of, you know, just talking. And my, um, and sh- you, we started talking about the men in our lives. Y'all know how mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. I was like, girl, remember when Tyrone did this to me? Mm-hmm. What about when Jerome did this to me? Girl, what about when Larry did this to me? And we're comparing bad man stories. And then all of a sudden it became like, well, wait a minute, but this ain't really funny. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with us? That we got all these 
crack stories to tell. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? With, so the trip ended up becoming like an analyzation of us and what was wrong with us that we kept putting ourselves through these things with men. So it started off really, really funny. Ha-ha. Then it ended up like we were both crying, like, I don't understand. And if only my daddy was in my life a little bit more. Oh, you know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's. That's kind of the trip that we're going to take you on. Like, you'll be laughing in one minute, and the next minute you'll be in tears. It's going to be crazy. There's dancing, there's singing. It's, it's, it's going to look like 45 women on stage. <laughs> yeah. But it's only one. Yeah. It's, it's only one. We, we have one more, just one more question for you. What, what, I, um, what I admire about you is how you're a go-getter. And so oh, I do know I, you, you do radio and you, and you act, and... One time at the radio station, director Reggie uh, Blythewood was leaving the parking lot. And so you chased him down the parking lot as he was leaving. And then you gave him a monologue to prove to him that you wanted to act. (laughs) I mean, do you do um, is there a conflict of interest? Do you ever get in trouble? Do they ever warn you to you know, not to straddle fences, or do you say I don't give a damn and I'm just going to do what well, I, I do? Well, I do say that uh-huh. <laughs> and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Um, but I've been very blessed to mm-hmm. work at the radio station that I work at, uh, KJLH, uh-huh. because they're very supportive of my acting career. Okay. Um, extremely supportive, I must say. You know, I, as actresses, we, we have auditions in the middle of the day, so, you know, I have to, you know, take off days from work, or if... Um, I, I, I've never had an issue, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I've only I've only experienced support. Okay. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, Stevie Wonder was like, "Hey, I'll be at your show May 3rd. So, mm-hmm. um, so I've only ever experienced support from everyone at, at KJLH in terms of my acting career or anything else that I've done outside of the station. And I can only say it's just a blessing from God because living in Los Angeles, when you work somewhere else and you're an actress, they don't like actors. Very People true. do not mm-hmm. like to hire actors because they know you're going to have to leave early, come in late, take off. You, now you got a part on Scandal. You're going to be gone for two weeks, <laughs> but you still need your job because after you get that $786 from Scandal, it ain't going to pay your rent or your gas money. So now you got to get your real job again, but they don't want you no more because you took two weeks off to be on Scandal. You know, So I've, I've just been really, really, really blessed more than um, I deserve to be by God, and right. I have to say that. I have a quick follow-up to that. What gave you the confidence to do the monologue in the parking lot? <laughs> it wasn't my first time doing that. Okay. She so did I it had, for Jer- I did it for James you Earl sure Jones. Did. Mm-hmm. I did it for John Amos. I had been... I. Uh, Ever since college, I had just decided anytime I saw somebody, because I didn't know I'm, I'm not from L.A., I'm mm. from the South. So I didn't know you. It, it's something it is something about ignorance in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Ignorance is bliss, literally, because when you don't know how to do it, you find a way. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, I used to, another thing I used to do when I first came here, I used to go to like uh, talent agencies, uh, William Morris, and find, go in the garages, and and the people who had their convertible tops down, I would put my headshot and resumes in the driver's seats of all of the convertibles in the talent agencies, you know. And and now I'm with William Morris, you know, voiceover wise, but I'm not saying that did it, but, you know, it, it, it put me in that space right so i don't know what i think it's just the the sense of um wanting wanting to 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 go for your goals i think that that's it they all turned me down reggie bythewood did not turn me down um he let me do the monologue in the driveway and i was like oh oh because by that time like 45 people had told me no Uh uh and i was like oh oh i got to do one 
Um, and and what's what's interesting about that is um, he, now I know him and his wife. Not from then. Well, yeah, technically from then. So now I know him and Gina Prince Bythewood. They've been um, industry guests at my um, showcases that I host here in Los Angeles. Max Minute Microphone Mixer mm-hmm. in association with actress Vanessa Bell Calloway. Love her. And um, we host industry showcases. We bring industry guests out and we let actors do one minute monologues. People have gotten jobs. They've gotten agents, managers. It's the, it's the best thing in the world. I never knew that this showcase would be as popular as it is and would be so successful for other people as it has been. So I'm really, it's probably my most proud, proudest achievement here in Los Angeles, the fact that um, I've, I've done something that's allowed that's allow other people to soar and do their thing more so than what what has happened to me in Los Angeles. So I, I just think doing the monologue is just, that's one reason why I started the mixers, because I was like, okay, I can't go around Los Angeles doing monologues for people and get, keep getting shut down. Yeah, so right. I created Max Minute Microphone, which initially it was Max Minute Monologue Mixer. Mm-hmm. But then I wanted to, people, some people don't know what a monologue is. So I had to find another way. So we started calling it Max Minute Microphone Mixer. Uh-huh. And, but originally it was supposed to be a place where I could do my monologues mm-hmm and have people come to me in a space as opposed to me chasing them down in parking mm-hmm. lots. Yeah. <laughs> and and so that's that's how the monologue thing began because I was chasing people down trying to do monologues. That's such an inspiring <laughs> story. I love when people go after their dreams and yeah. really succeed. Yeah. It's so great to have you in the studio. We have to Thank come you. back soon. You have oh, to come back I would soon. love to come back. This is fun. Like this is I'm like I, I feel I'm sitting here like, oh I'm just watching y'all. I was scared to talk. Like y'all got it going on. Don't be scared. Join in. Join in. Um, but we are about to go into predictions, guys. Your after buzz TV predictions. Tammy, let's start with you. What now, your after buzz. Oh we got it twice. <laughs> What would you say your predictions are for the finale? Normally, I don't have many predictions, but I think I have some for this episode. What would you say your predictions are for the I finale? Did, I did think Harrison was going to die in the mm-hmm. finale. But now that everybody else thinks it, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think he's going to stay alive. Um, I think Papa Pope is going to die. I can see that. That's what I think. That's My friend. I, think. I, I, I also think that um, Fitz is not going to leave his wife. And uh, <laughs> and Olivia is still gonna be pining after the president. Mm. Yeah, that's I've never seen an affair go so long. <laughs> this is the longest affair in the history of affairs. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, how long can this show last? I mean, how long you gonna whine and pine over somebody that don't even belong to you? This. I mean, because when you're so powerful like that and you right. got money and you're beautiful and you're smart and you're educated, you think it's got to be somebody out there for me, right? But she's like, no, this is my man right here. Don't forget the episode, The Other Woman. Mm. Oh, right. She was in that affair forever. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah, those are my predictions. I would say for me, my prediction is silly. I mean, when, uh, <laughs> y'all know I'm silly. Huck pulled them drawers down the parking lot. Quinn may be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like it. I like it. Because they did not put on a car. No, not at all. <laughs> what if um, she was? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he got right to it. And I'm, I was about to go dirty. I have to put that online. I'm just saying he into that spit. And I don't know if she... <laughs> so anyway... Um... <laughs> right. <laughs> Quinn may be pregnant. Um... Olivia still gonna be a little thirsty. Um, <laughs> I think that 
I honestly, I honestly think that uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Tammy. I think that Rowan may be dead, unfortunately. I don't want to see his character go. Um, there's other characters I would much rather see go before Rowan. Um, <clears throat> I can't with you. I'm gonna leave it at that. Those are my predictions. We love you. Joe Morton, though. We do. We? I like, love. We, he's his become acting a fan is favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him go, yeah. so I hope not. But. I predict one, Charlie was in fact peeping the scene and he knows Charlie I think Charlie knows everything that's going down with mm-hmm. Huck and Quinn. That's why besides his jealousy, I think that's why he keeps asking her about it and keeps, you know, being present in that situation. So I think that's gonna be a problem. My, again, to piggybacking off of my prediction or what I want, what I said last week, I hope Fitz does not win. If the bomb goes off and he is the last presidential candidate left, I'm hoping that is not the case because I want the show to move out of the White House drama and go into a space where they can really breathe and do other things because of the whole who done it and what you do, you know, this is happening with this senator. Let's get past that. Let's go outside. Let's see what, how these people act when they are no longer obligated to put this front on and be behind this this White House wall. So that's what I'm hoping. Do you want to go first before the end? Yes, I do. Uh, so speaking of Quinn, when she was bringing the breakfast, like Quinn, she's aware that Charlie is... She, I, I feel like she's aware. You remember when when Tina Turner was at on the last day? She knew what was she she figured it out. I think if anyone's gonna die, I think that Quinn would try and kill Charlie first before Charlie kills Quinn. So I think my prediction would be if the whole if the Charlie tries to kill, I think it'll be Quinn. Um, as far as uh, the, the the funeral service. I don't think Sally's going to die. I think it would be too easy. I think Leo, I've said this before, and I, I just kind of just threw it out there, but I think Leo will be the one that actually dies and Sally survives. As far as Papa Pope is concerned, yes, I said it last week. I think he should die. I'm tired of him. He needs to go. They're between Olivia and they're the same, and I think he's done enough in the sense of a guest actor where he'll, where he'll get the, uh, the Emmy nomination, he'll win, and he can go forward, and maybe he can come back a season or a season or two later. Papa Pope has to go. So you either kill him or put him in the coma or something. Like, he needs to go. So those are my predictions. Um, statement, I can't believe Rowan let Maya get the better of him. I don't like that at <laughs> all. That just mm-hmm. seems whack to me, mm-hmm. seriously. Um... I think that Jerry, little Jerry, is actually Fitz, belongs to Fitz and not Big Jerry. And that's going to spin off in a weird direction. I don't know where, but I definitely think the way she reacted, Jerry belongs to Fitz. And then lastly, I think that Olivia is going to have to get her hands dirty. And something in the finale, in order to save Fitz, she's going to have to sacrifice her mother. She has to get her hands dirty. Something's going to have to happen where she's going to have to make a decision. And I think that she literally is going to have to assume the role of her mom and her dad if she really is the child of killers. And she's going to have to actually kill. I like that Or something one. like that. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Kill And the final thing. Oh, and- kill him. <laughs> kill him. Um, the final thing, it's piggybacking off of you, Cornelia. I think that not only do we need to get out of the White House because we want to see how they interact outside, but also I don't want to see Fitz just win by default because he needs to win. Like, 
Went or we're just going to keep having baby fits. Like, ooh, why me? Why me? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, where can we find you guys? First, you, Tammy Mac. At Ms. Tammy Mac. M-S-T-A-M-M-I-M-A-C. On Twitter, Instagram, everywhere? Everywhere. Twitter, okay. Instagram, Facebook. Ms. Tammy Mac. M-S-T-A-M-M-I-M-A-C. You can find me on social media at Bam Erickson. You can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. Me at Canelia, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And at Emil and his junior on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube at Chasing LA. Guys, it has been great. We loved having you, Tammy Mack. I loved it. And we are here every week. Oh, next week will be our last week for the season. Though. Did y'all do cold piece this week? Oh, oh, cold piece of the week. I'm giving Cyrus cold piece of the week. Tammy, what we like to do is give cold piece of the week to somebody who was either cold in a good way, cold in a bad way. Usually for me, it's bad. bad <laughs> oh, okay. cold, Cyrus cold piece of the week because he took that phone call, knew about the bomb, and hung it up and went and went to kick it with his homeboy in the old walk. Read me the eulogy. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you here same time, same place next week. Make sure you tell a friend. We love you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.